Hello and welcome to this vidcast which is devoted to Virgin Galactic. But the subtitle of the vidcast might be a little bit surprising. Truth or Consequences. As a matter of fact, it's a small town which is located in New Mexico state in the United States. Originally, the name of the town was Hot Springs because of hot water springs and the associated spa activity. But in 1950, they decided to rename Hot Springs into TRC to welcome a famous NBC radio game. Truth or Consequences is also the name of a film, 1997, by and with Kiefer Sutherland, but it has absolutely nothing to do with the town. Now, if you look at the town itself, it's not a great success. Decreasing population, minus 10% each and every 10 years. Low income. More than 20% of the local population earns less than the poverty line. But there's a hope for development because 40 miles away from TRC, there is something which is named Spaceport America, which obviously makes a link with Virgin Galactic. Now, second set of actors in this drama, Shamat Paliapitya and Jan Osborne. They are respectively the founders and managers of Social Capital 1.8 billion and Etosofia 1 billion dollars invested in high-tech companies. Why Etosofia? Because it's about hedonism and wisdom, which are two well-known characteristics of capital investment, as you know. Now, these two persons, the story says, during a dinner in Hong Kong in 2017, reinvented the structure of the SPAC, which existed before, and they renamed that IPO 2.0. And this is the beginning of a great story for this kind of uh, vehicle. There's a vidcast which is named 2020, the year of the SPAC. You can refer to, which describes the technology behind that. Now, why the SPACs? Because of Virgin Galactic, which was listed through a SPAC. And the founder of Virgin Galactic is a very well-known person, Sir Richard Branson. We already discussed his invention of mobile virtual network operator in an educational film. And what is going to be interesting in this vidcast is that we are going to observe some similarities between Virgin Mobile UK and Virgin Galactic. Now, Mr. Branson loves space. He's very well known for his balloon flights, which are, at the end of the day, extremely risky on a physical point of view, as you know. He launched Virgin Galactic in 2004 with two objectives, commercial flights and launchers for satellites. Since then, plenty of false starts, but today, maybe the real liftoff. The agenda which I propose you starts with describing a little bit what happened at Virgin Galactic throughout the years, then how the SPAC was transformed into Virgin Galactic, whose name whose ticker on the New York Stock Exchange is SPCE, which stands for space. I will tell you how much the stock price was volatile and very much linked with the news flow, exactly the same as R&D project. Last but not least, it's an investment which looks very much like what Mr. Branson tries to do in his investment. Let's start with Virgin Galactic. As I said, it was created in 2004 and they announced a maiden flight for 2009. It absolutely did not work that way. 
There was a dramatic explosion during a test in 2007, killing three people. There was a flight crash in 2014, killing the co-pilot. Then there were plenty of news, announcements, next year we are going to start commercial flight. And that was a little bit of a problem in terms of realization. Now the very good news, extremely recently, May 2021, White Knight, the mothership, transported the rocket, spaceship, which reached suborbital altitude and landed successfully at Spaceport America. What immediately happened to the stock price of Virgin Galactic, plus 25%, it was so much good news. Of course it was good news, but in a business which is extremely cash-consuming. Virgin Galactic used to burn 200 and is currently burning 300 million US dollars per year. Salaries represent about 50% of the costs. Now, Blue Origin, the competitor, is burning about $1 billion per year. What do you pay with $300 million? R&D, engineers, marketing, sales. No infrastructure, no real estate. Now, infrastructure is Spaceport America, which was financed by the New York State and by the taxpayers of the New York State. The cost of the infrastructure was about $220 million. And the motto of Spaceport America is the space to be. But for Mr. Branson, it's not the space to invest in, definitely. Virgin Galactic used a SPAC, Social Capital Etosofia, IPO 2.0 SPAC, to list the company. Social Capital Etosofia was incorporated early in 2017, transformed into SPAC in September 2017. When you create a SPAC, you sell units, in this case 69 million units. Each and every unit is paid $10 and is a package in which you have one A share plus, in this case, one third of a warrant. The warrant is a call option thanks to which you can buy one new A share at an exercise price, which is $11.5. The funds are blocked during a maximum of two years in an escrow account and then either are invested or return to the shareholders. Of course, the objective is to invest. The name of the sponsor is SCH for Social Capital. It's Sofia, of course, sponsor. And the sponsor is going to invest $12 million to buy 8 million of the warrants, which I described a minute ago. Thanks to the $12 million, you can pay various fees of the SPAC, and thanks to the 8 million warrants, you can become a very wealthy person if it works well. Now, the sponsor also holds the initial share of the company before it is transformed into SPAC. It's named B shares, 17,250,000 B shares, which can be converted in A shares only when there is a business combination which is accepted by the A shareholders. All the technical details are, again, explained in the vidcast. Now, Virgin Galactic is going to use a SPAC to be listed. The agreement is made in July. It's going to be approved by shareholders in October 2019, so we are at the end of the two-year period. The company will mobilize reverse capitalization accounting in order to show no goodwill at all in the balance sheet. 
This is about bookkeeping, but this is quite important. Now, at the end of this year, 2019, the balance sheet of Virgin Galactic shows a total asset of $600 million, out of which cash, $460 million. The working capital requirement is negative. Why? 600 bookings already and people paid for the deposit. It represents $80 million, which is an operating liability, transforming the working capital requirement into a negative figure. Negative capital employed, which is the same as Virgin Mobile UK, if you remember, and negligible revenues because the business has not really started. Now, from 2019 to 2020, the company will accelerate its development and is going to spend $160 million in 2020 for research and development, $120 million for SGNA, and only, quotes, $20 million in capital expenditures. In fact, it is a P&L business, not a cash flow statement business, if I may say. Then, as a consequence, at the end of 2020, the company Virgin Galactic has burned a lot of cash and had to do a shares issue during the year, $460 million. Cash position at the end of year 2020, $680 million. So you understand that you have two years of cash burn ahead of you. Still negligible revenues and a technical problem in a December flight which is very much an issue because it might postpone a lot the start of commercial flights. During the whole year, a huge stock price volatility, which I am going to comment later on. And last but not least, a problem with the Securities and Exchange Commission, which is going to say, we don't accept the way you account for the warrants. It's not an equity, it's a liability. And then you have to expense the warrants transform them into a liability in the balance sheet. So the company had to issue two amendments to its 10K report and show an expense in a P&L of $370 million. It's a book expense, not a cash expense, but it's not exactly good news. Consequence on the volatility. If you observe the evolution of stock price of Virgin Galactic throughout the years, when it was a SPAC, $10, no change. The SPAC is transformed into a business combination. Then the stock price is down, and then up to 37, and then it's down, and then up and down and up, and it's going to reach up to almost $63 per share during a couple of days. Then it's going to go down to $15, and today it's bouncing back to $30 plus. The huge volatility. Compare with that, NASDAQ is a very long, unquiet road. Very calm return. The consequence of the $30 plus today is that it's a success for the shareholders. If you bought the units a few years ago, now you hold A shares and you generated a capital gain because you bought the shares for $10. Now the price is $31. $21 of capital gain multiplied by 69 million shares. It represents almost $1.5 billion of capital gain. But in the units, there were also warrants. A third of a warrant, now 69 million divided by three represents 23 million warrants. 
The warrants exercise price was 11.5. Now you can sell the stocks at $31. It's almost $450 million of gains from the warrants. Now, if you add these two profits, shares and warrants, and you divide that by the amount of money which was invested in the initial acquisition of the units, you get a return on investment, which is 274%, which is absolutely great for the shareholders. And it's even better for the sponsors because the B shares cost them zero or almost. They were transformed into A shares. Then the stock price of the A shares is a capital gain for them. They had 17.25 million B shares transformed into A shares multiplied by 31 less zero. It's more than half a billion dollar of capital gain. And what about the warrants? 8 million warrants. Exercise price 11.5, stock price $31, then it's an additional gain of $156 million. You make the sum and you divide by $12 million for the warrants and $1.7 for the B shares, it's 5,000%. So it's fantastic. Why? Because Virgin Galactic as a stock price is a success. Now, the question is not about the success, it's about risk, the consequences of the risk, truths and consequences, and how you measure risk, what kind of information you get out of observing the risk. The risk is about variability in the monthly returns. And that's absolutely incredible when you look at the evolution from the moment the business combination took place. Minus 20 plus 60, minus 40, plus 40, minus 20, plus 80, and so on and so forth. So the variability is absolutely huge. And when you compare the evolution of the NASDAQ throughout the months and the evolution of Virgin Galactic from the moment the business combination took place again, both are up. So you might say there is a correlation and maybe the evolution of Virgin Galactic is driven by the evolution of NASDAQ, but it does not seem to be very realistic. This correlation between stock market index and stock price is named the beta. This is a systematic risk coefficient. Of course, when the stock price is $10 and does not change, the beta is absolutely zero. Then after the business combination, there is a huge variability in the beta. And interestingly, after the stabilization quotes of the stock price, the beta is going to range between 0.5 and 1. That's quite interesting to observe all these statistics because the average monthly return of Virgin Galactic is about 5% geometric average, of course, per month from the beginning of the combination. But the standard deviation of the return is 33%. So it's a huge variability and a very nice return as well. The systematic risk which measures, again, the correlation between NASDAQ and Virgin Galactic is 0.65. But which kind of information do you get out of this covariance? In fact, Virgin Galactic has a behavior which is a little bit like a biotech company whose stock price is driven by news flow, plus, minus, good news, bad news, rather than the evolution of the NASDAQ. Back to the beta. It's rather the beta of a pharma company than a luxury business beta. 
If you want to fly on Virgin Galactic, the ticket costs you $250,000. So it's not exactly a consumer good, it's a bit more luxury good. Now, if you look at the return distribution and you try to confront that with the portfolio theory, well, it seems that the risk of variability is not exactly a normal or a log normal distribution, which is in the theory, it looks more extreme than normally distributed, the famous Gauss curve. And what does it mean? The behavior is probably more specific than systematic, individual, idiosyncratic, rather than related with the market. Then, of course, you can measure a 0.64 beta, but it's a correlation. Is there any causal relationship? I very much doubt that this is the case. In fact, the company looks more like a kind of option. It's a kind of R&D project with an upside potential. There are 5 million people on the planet whose wealth is greater than $5 million. You may imagine that these people are going to be potential candidates for a flight on a Virgin Galactic spaceship. And this is why the company communicated that there might be 400 flights per year. 400 flights multiplied by 5 to 6 people multiplied by $250,000. It's more than $500 million of revenues per year. That's a nice upside potential. In addition to that, Mr. Brunson is mentioning the fact that hypersonic trips might be quite useful for some people. From Los Angeles to Tokyo, it would take only two hours. Well, the technological feasibility is not yet demonstrated, but it's nice upside potential. So back to Virgin Galactic, it's an R&D project, which costs 300 million per year, but it's not yet a business. It's not yet an asset. Of course, the shares are assets, but the business itself does not exist yet. It's not fully demonstrated. Now it's an investment which very much looks like what Mr. Branson enjoys doing if you go back to the MVNO. No infrastructure at all. Marketing expenses, market development, R&D, engineers, negative capital employed. If you remember Virgin Mobile UK, negative capital employed. So you build a business, you develop the business and you stay for a while. Maybe not forever, but certainly longer than the co-sponsors of the initial SPAC. One discreetly left a few weeks ago and made a capital gain of about $200 million. But Mr. Branson is very much in the business with a strong personal implication. In the management and certainly in the communication. Now, back to communication. Very recently, a few days ago, there were two announcements. First, Virgin Galactic signed a research contract with the International Institute for Astronautical Sciences. That's good news because that's part of the revenue stream as well. Second announcement, which came from competition. Jeff Bezos said, I am going to fly on the Blue Origin flight. The first one with people inside with my brother in July, which is definitely a personal risk. Now, what was the market reaction to this announcement? If you observe the evolution of stock price of Virgin Galactic the last couple of weeks, what do you observe? You observe a stock price increase from 25 
to $35 per share. So these two announcements were considered by the market as positive. That's obvious for the research contract. But what about Jeff Bezos and Blue Origin? Very likely the market considers that if Bezos wanted to announce that it's because he truly believes that Virgin Galactic is a very serious and key competitor, which is quite good news for the credibility of Virgin Galactic and its stock price. Now to conclude, let's go back to the subtitle of the vidcast, Truth or Consequences as a Small Town. Brad Pitt is in the list of those very well-known people who are going to fly on Virgin Galactic. When he gets to Spaceport America, do you imagine that he's going to stop in the town, in truth or consequences, buy a souvenir somewhere in the drugstore and stay in a very beautiful rocket in hotel? That's not exactly a guarantee. Thank you very much.